Hi, my name is Sarah Fisher, and I'm the communications assistant for the Northeast Conference. Today, I am joined by four of our conference student athletes, and we will be discussing what is currently going on in Cuba. I'm going to pass it off to Olivia Valdez from Merrimack Lacrosse. She was the one that started this conversation. So, Olivia, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Thank you. Um, so, I just wanted to shine a light on what's happening in Cuba. So, Cuba there are protests going on there are thousands of cubans that are currently and have been calling to an end of a 60-year communism and socialism um, regime and this protest started on uh, july 11th of this year and this is due to the dissatisfaction of the lack of civil liberties given to them and just the lack of human rights that are going on over there this is so unprecedented to the communist Cuba due to the past, the 62 years of Cuba country, not the protests were so silent and non-existent. And this finally Cuba is taking a stand. They are opening their voices. They are trying to get on social media, make, trying to make a voice, showing the world what is going on in Cuba. Um, saying no, saying this is not okay, finally taking a stand. And this is something that really needs to be shined a light on in America and into the entire world because Cuba is such a small island. It's 90 miles from the United States. Um, thousands of Cubans have immigrated from Cuba to the United States for, for the freedom to live a better life. And I think as Americans, us having that freedom of speech, us having those rights that the Cubans don't have, we have that power to give to them, to, the, to speak up when people are in need and they are in need. And there's thousands of Cubans in America and the Hispanic population just gets bigger and bigger. And these are countries that we need to protect. And it's home for thousands of Cuban Americans. And it's, like I said, 90 miles from America, and it needs to be something that is spoken about and dealt with. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, what we talked about, just to reiterate, like, how is this different? You said a little bit, but like, how is that really affecting what's going on now? Like, why is it so different? It's different because of the fear that was instilled in them from the start of the communism in the country. They were fearful to lose their families, lose, to go to jail, to even get killed. They were fearful for their lives and their families and just their well-being. They were on a little island. There was not really anywhere to go. And finally, they are saying no. They are getting over this fear. They are putting their foot down. They are seeing the inhumane things that are happening. And it's, uh, it's so like empowering. And it's so great to see like the roots and like your culture just stand up for human rights and bring back the beautiful place that was Cuba. So one of the reasons, and I don't know if you mentioned this previously, 
that this is happening right now is because the Cuban economy suffered a major drop. It dropped almost 11% because of the pandemic, because there weren't as many tourists coming in. Um, and they were just not, they weren't allowing people to come back to Cuba that have been living there. So it just tanked their economy and it really hurt the families. Um, let's, I really want to hear from like the other people on this call. So is, does anyone know anyone that's currently in Cuba or has been to Cuba recently that has seen like this happening like firsthand? Um, as I mentioned before, my coach back home, he's from Cuba and he hasn't been able to go back to his country for over like 20 years. And that's something that it's really affecting him and us too as being part of his community in Mexico because um, it's very hard for him to see everything that is happening and he can't do anything to help. And he went to Mexico just probably the same reason why Olivia's parents came to America, just to try to have a better life, um, to try to speak for a, a freedom from another point of view, from another country, and try to see if uh, he can get more help from other people, from other countries and other communities. So yes, I've been trying, I've been part of this Thing and I feel like I have listened a lot of what is going on in Cuba. Nicole, that's just like a perfect segue into the next question. It's like, how can we in the United States help? And how can we like do something for these people that are fighting for the same freedoms that we have? I think as athletes and as um, people who have such a big platform, um, I think as athletes, all we can do is really speak out and educate people, educate them, let them know what's going on, and get more people aware of what's going on outside of America. And there are, and that there's people fighting for what we have fought for years ago. Like they're doing that now. They're fighting for liberty, they're fighting for justice, they're fighting for human rights. And it's just something that I think, again, as student athletes with the platform we have and the big teams that we have, all we can do is really educate someone and get people to speak about it, tell their friends, tell their families and get it out there. Because that's as, an athlete that's really all I can really do and think of yeah I was gonna say that um like I mean if you asked me what I can do I would like I, I don't know like I can't really do anything except for like make sure I'm listening to people who are going through this and listening to people like of that background and like hearing their story because I think like discussion and you know actually like listening to what they have to say is like kind of the first step in like the right direction like I mean I'm not sure what I can do as like you know an American but you know like that's somewhere to start 
I mean, like Olivia said, having your platform and being a student athlete with these resources, I mean, like this conversation we're having right now, this is enough to educate someone that may have not known what's going on in Cuba, but now they might see it on Instagram, see a Facebook post about it, be tempted to share it now because this little bit of information and it might get to bigger people than just that one person. So it's a matter of like speaking out and standing up literally what these people in Cuba are fighting for. I mean, they are fighting for like freedom of expression is the number one thing that is starting this and why they are fighting other than the drop in the economy. So I think it's important that we realize that this freedom of expression was given to us and we now have to support the people that want that for themselves. Um, I guess you really touched on it already, but um, just like you had mentioned, I mean, using our platform, using our voice, it's just like you, Ava, you know what I mean? Like so many people probably don't know what's going on. And now that you learn even just this little bit of information, you can maybe go on your own and find out what's going on. You can learn more and then you can just share with your friends who will share it with their friends. And I mean, that's, that, that's something, that's doing something, spreading the word, letting people know what's going on so that whoever wants to can help, you know what I mean? Just from word of mouth spreading, there's going to be people who are going to want to help, that are going to want to do something. And, uh, and it's tough, you know, because I have family in Cuba that I've never met just because of that whole regime. And it's crazy, like just even, you know, getting in touch with Americans is like, it's like, you know, you're playing with your life and it's crazy. Um, the family I have from Cuba that's here is in Miami. And then the rest of them, like I said, they're back in Cuba. I never met them, no idea who they are. I've seen pictures and, you know, I, I want to go. I hopefully will go soon and meet them. But um, yeah, just word of mouth, just talking about it, having these conversations, you know, educating people, educating yourself. The more you know, the more you're able to teach. Um, you know, that's really all you can do. I mean, donating, stuff like that, you know, that's what we can always do. But the biggest thing is really just getting the message out there. And like you just said, Daniel, I mean, that fact that you have family in this other country that like is so close, like, but you just have never met them is not only scary, but it's just like, it's been like this for so long that, and now the fact that like, if they do leave and get to America and find a way here, they can never go back. So that is a very, I mean, challenging decision to make. A lot of people have probably been in that situation where it's like, I know if I'm leaving, I will never see my family here again. Do you guys think that these protests, especially with the fact that they are not letting people go back, because you usually can leave Cuba and come back to Cuba, but right now they are not allowing anyone that has left to come back um, because of the protests. So do you guys think that is hurting? I mean, it has to be hurting the people that are here right now. Definitely um, on my, I mean, I still do have family in Cuba um, on my mom's side. It's very, it's very emotional and it's very heartbreaking because now currently, like, you know, there's no chance that you can see them. So I guess it's just, it's, like I said, it's very emotional to talk about because it's your family, it's your roots, it's who you are, it's, and it's your home. 
and it's hard seeing that happen at your home with some of your family still there. So it's definitely very emotional for people who did grow up and who were born there. Um, but again, I can't speak because I don't, I wasn't born there, but definitely could see just also the anger that they have. It's also, it's sadness, but also anger that like, it's enough's enough. Like it's been too long. Like they've been suffering for way too long. And it's, it's, it's inspiring to see like when the passion and the anger that they have, like I went to a protest this summer in my town and like all the Cubans came from like towns over, we all knew each other. And it was just the passion and the, just the inspiration and the stories that everyone told was just like in so inspiring and so beautiful to see because these people were just like, we want to be able to come back there. We want to be able to see like our home while we're still here. It's been too long. Um, but. Well, thank you, Olivia, for wanting to have this hard conversation. I mean, I know it must be tough knowing that your family is still there. And like, it is, I mean, I can feel the heartbreak and I feel the heartbreak for the people of Cuba right now. Thank you for bringing these hard conversations to the platform that you have and for taking the time to share your feelings with us. I appreciate it. Thank you. And to everybody else, thank you for your input and your willingness to learn. I hope you take the conversation we just had and go and spread the word. Um, it's our job as the Northeast Conference to have these hard conversations. So. Thank you so much for all of you for joining me today.